What's going on, everybody? I'm Pastor Josh, and you are listening to another episode of the Preach That Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Preach That Podcast. As you, If you watched the last episode, this is episode 34, pretty sure. So if you watch episode 33, uh, it was I recorded on the 4th of July at like 8 o'clock at night because we had a 4th. This is my wife, Allie, by the way. I was getting to the point where I was going to introduce her, but then I started talking to her. So I figured I should probably make it make sense. Um, but I mentioned to you in the last one, you probably, we've been so busy, you probably haven't had a chance to even listen to it, let alone watch it on YouTube or anything. But Well, I started it and then you asked me if I watched the end and I said I started it. Yeah. Um, but so the, in the intro to that episode, it was a sermon that I had preached a couple weeks ago. I mentioned you and I mentioned mm-hmm. um, Brother James. I haven't had been able to get a hold of him, uh, not a hold of him, but get together with him recently. Uh, Pastor Daryl, just going through all the people that um, that I haven't had on in a little while or mm-hmm. have had on before that I want to have on again. And uh, so yes, yesterday or Friday, I think it was yesterday, Saturday, we're recording this on Sunday after church. Um, I mentioned to you that I was, hey, I'm probably going to have to stay after ch- at the church at some point on Sunday to record an intro for my podcast blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, let's do one together. I said, that's a great idea because I just <laughs> mentioned to you the other day. So uh, here we are. But we have no idea what we're going to talk about. So. We, have, we have a little bit of an idea. So we talked about this yesterday. We discussed coming out here. And then I was doing sermon prep all day yesterday. You were doing mama duties all day yesterday. Um, what did we do in the first part of the day? Well, worship practice. You had to do worship leader stuff yesterday. At a funeral, worship practice. Yes, you went to a funeral. So you were a best friend, a worship leader, a mom, and a pastor's wife all yesterday. <laughs> I'm surprised. She says, so, told me to hurry up because she needs caffeine. So I'm, she's <laughs> doing true. she's doing good, though. I'm, I'm proud of you. But no, I was excited whenever you said you wanted to do this again or suggested this idea. Um, and what you had mentioned was, which obviously they've seen the title of this already, because that's what I'm going to title this episode is navigating the waters of life. And I like that. I like like analogies. That's how Mm -hmm. my brain works. I, everything I say to you is an analogy, basically Right. 80% of my, my part of our conversations, that's kind of (laughs) like, and I, that's just how my brain works. It's just who I am. So I liked that. Um, and it's an interesting topic because nobody's on the same ocean right here i go with my uh, taking this i'm gonna take this analogy as far as i can go um but nobody we like people like cross paths on certain ocean but it's i mean we're in we're deep in the ocean of parenting we're deep in the ocean of i mean we've been married what's today the ninth so i'm trying to do math in my head and like 16 days we've been married for eight years right and so which to so the people watching this have been married for two years, like, man, we've been wow. married four times as long. They're doing great. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be somebody that watches us that's been married for 40 years. Right. And we're still babies in mm-hmm. their eyes. And so nobody's on the same ocean. We occasionally see like, oh, hey, there's Jake and Chelsea over there on the parenting ocean. But they're dealing with their own waves. Right. And we're dealing with Caleb. And <laughs> we're dealing with all the other waves. We're dealing with tsunamis. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. kid, for a little two-year-old, he, he produces some tsunamis. Right. Um, so it's... This is a topic that everyone has their own opinions and their own style and their own thing. But I think even though we're not all on the same ocean, we can still help each other tread water or we can help each other sail on or we we can help each other repair our boats or repair our engines or whatever part of the analogy you want to use for it. Right. Um, What waters do you see us on right now? What do you think? Where do you think we're at? 
What water waters know. are you personally navigating the most right now? So I feel like my my answers are clouded because I'm drained. Yeah. Sundays are hard to do podcasts. They are. Because first of all, if we're talking about like life and ministry, it's fun. Okay. And I get it. Like we have enjoyable conversation and, you know, it, we laugh and we cry and all yeah. the things. But I feel like today I'm so drained because we had church and that it's good, but you pour out. And right. then right after church, we had attended to, you know, church members who were in car accident. And so we had that. And right. then I had a phone call on the way back to here. <laughs> that was just a counseling thing. And so yeah. I just feel like I'm ready for a nap. Right. Um, so I feel that like sounds great. I know. I feel like I'm maybe. Thank not. you for watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm not gonna be as energetic, but um, and I don't want to sound negative because I just don't feel like I feel like maybe right now I feel like oh my goodness I'm exhausted. So yeah. your mind can tend to go into like a right. I don't know, but um, no. In all seriousness, I feel like lately with summer for those mothers, yeah, who are doing it full time in the summer. I don't care if you were a teacher and now you're at home with your kids or whatever that looks like. Your life is shaken up. If you have children at all in the yeah. summer, whether that's new childcare or uh -huh. figuring out how to get them to point A and B when you still work, whatever that looks yep. like. Summers are exhausting and they are expensive. <laughs> oh so my true. goodness. So I feel like what I'm navigating now is the balance of behaviors in our mm, home. Like yeah. I feel like it's nonstop. Summer like is a lot of fun and I'm not ready for school, but at the same time I'm like, you need to go back to school. Just ready for the forced structure. Right. <laughs> that and like that's brings. the thing. It's like we have structure and we have all these play dates and all these things, but it's just like no matter what you do in summer, no matter how like routine you are everything you offer is fun right like everything that you whether we go to a pool with a friend or you have friends over it's like first of all they act like they haven't eaten in three years every day that's no joke so i'm like for real i stock the fridge and it's gone in a day yeah. or i stock the pantry and it's gone in a week like yeah just little things like that like even <laughs> when it is structured and like i plan to have chaos i plan right. to have organized chaos of a play date and yes. it's it's summer so i feel like right now i'm navigating um that's true. Summer behavior. Right. And it doesn't help for us. We just also just moved a month right. ago. So this, this is the first time we've had a public conversation since we moved and mm -hmm. everything in the new house. And I mean, that brings on its own challenge. We're trying to figure out like we're settled in in a sense, but right. at the same time, like I still don't know where half the stuff in the kitchen's at. So I'm right. trying to unload the dishwasher. I'm like, where does this bowl go? Right. That's the thing. Like, I think people say all the time when you move, like, just settle in. I don't feel like you're it actually takes a settled solid in. Six months, I feel like. Right, or even a year. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like we bought a house and it's big. Okay, like obviously um, we wanted a bigger space to host and right. to have people from the church over and youth group and all the things. And this this place absolutely like it accommodates all that. that, right? But it was not our style at all. Okay, and I know that seems like a little selfish to say, but things were either not our style or just like really poorly done the aspects that were our style right are were the easier right things to change right so i was like okay great like the bathrooms super simple like they were already updated but just maybe not as yeah. like our vibe you know new mirror shelf on the wall right. done simple simple I, I think i got all the bathrooms done in like a day or day and a half right simple <laughs> and we'll give ryan credit too because he came over and helped right yeah thank you ryan i, I don't know if he'll watch this or not but he right well he should he put all the faucets in and right mostly replace the sink upstairs. right but those little things easy easy right but then you have like a huge kitchen and it's not even just like 
you know. Yeah. It's not our style. Like it was like the cabinets right. weren't shutting. It, it's not like lined up properly. Like just a the, ton of hassle. The, the cabinet doors would fall off when you open them. Right. So I feel like. Right. Also shout out to Ryan for helping me replace the hinges on the cabinets. Right. So I feel like lately, I don't know, our life's crazy, but yeah. a good crazy. We still like are doing our thing, yeah. but it's just chaotic. That's been my biggest struggle recently. Getting the the house organized and stuff doing the projects and making sure that I'm being productive every day and also being a dad and a husband. Mm-hmm. The, the I, I, Yeah, I, I'm a pastor. Yeah, I'm a construction worker, foreman, all that kind of stuff. But th- those dad, husband, come, follower of Christ, husband, father, mm-hmm. that, in that order. That's how it comes. And so, but with along with being a husband comes the projects. Along mm-hmm. with being a dad comes getting the kids toys and stuff fixed and set up or the place that mm-hmm. put together like so it's just been a lot of stuff mm-hmm. lately and that's been the hardest thing to navigate for me is okay when do i tell the kids that they need to go find something to do because i'm working on the kitchen island and building that and then when do i stop what i'm doing and go and help even though i'm in the middle of something and when my brain works if i get fixated on something i i, I can't stop until it's done and so then i try to be with the kids and then i feel guilty because i'm thinking about this and it's just been it's difficult. Right. And then you can, I think really what this podcast is going to be about is like how to keep a sane marriage right. when you're navigating life. Because That's the craziest part because I feel like our marriage has like gone up another notch. Right. Because it has. But how? Like, you know, right. people say that, but then like you don't really digest and you don't really yeah. dig deep. And I feel like that's what kind of wisdom I think we can share yeah. today because I, you know, we had no really topic of discussion. I just said, well, why would you use a sermon? Let's just do a podcast. Not saying your sermons aren't great because they are, but like, you know, maybe we can Pe- record something. People love conversations. I love conversations. I think the last two, yeah, I think the last two episodes were sermons of mine. So I, I'm glad that you suggested because I wanted to break up the monotony of it and not right. just be another sermon. And which again, I'm not saying that I don't, enjoy preaching or that my I, that i think my sermons stink but it's just good it's good to break up the the pattern every once in a while right but i feel like um you know as we talk i'm like well yeah i feel like our life has had a lot of moving pieces and i feel like like even on friday you know that's your church day that's typically days that we do videos and stuff and yeah. like i stay back with the kids you do your stuff so that way you know we're not drowning on saturday and then saturdays yeah. i do worship practice and just like I feel like lately, like all of our help with the children has gone down significantly, right. which not because, you know, anything negative, yeah. but it's just just the reality of life. Right. You know, they have moving pieces, too. And exactly. so all these moving pieces. And then it's like, OK, wait a minute. How do we still balance like yeah. our children? And I, I can highlight points in my mind just even like, OK, we talk about projects and I'm like, Sometimes I feel like, man, are we failing these kids? Like, are we only focused on this and, and not this? And right. I know we're not because when we woke, when I woke up the one day, Caleb was like, mommy, look at what daddy did for you. It's beautiful. I'm so proud of him. And I just like, I love the fact that my kids, my boys are seeing, you know, yeah, how, how you can use your hands to make something beautiful, mm. but also how you can bless your wife because right. Peter says it all the time. He's a mini you. And yeah. he knows, like, he's like, mommy, I know like he, told me one day, I know you're having a bad day, so I'm going to go upstairs and just have some quiet time. And I, I was like, wait a minute. Does he think that I need to not be around him? Like, I kind of <laughs> like, I think was reading into that a little bit, but I think he's just noticed like, right. daddy will be like, 
I know you're having a hard time. Why don't you go upstairs and just kind of decompress? Right. And I got the kids and I think he was doing that. Like, I'll take the brothers uh-huh. upstairs and we'll go play, like just being a mini you. But <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Have I like made my kids feel like they're not wanted? Oh. Um, and so I kind of read into that a little bit. And yeah. then I just by his behavior and by the boys, like I could tell that that's not at all what he was doing. Um, and then I was singing downstairs. I was singing just some of the worship songs and he peeks his little head over the railing. He's like, mommy, you have such a beautiful voice. And just like little things like that that happen in the midst of a crazy week, I'm like, we're doing this right. And so I think that, man, as a parent, you can really feel like there are days that I have like been like, man, I am failing. What am I doing as a mom? Right. Um, and then there's other days where I feel like, man, I couldn't have been any of a better mom if I tried to be. Like, there's there's days that if Brandon wasn't sitting on the couch next to me watching our show, I'd be sitting there crying because I feel like I was such a bad dad. Right. And there's days like yesterday that whenever you're doing worship practice, and we're in the back in the fellowship hall playing frisbee, just having an absolute blast. All three of us just running around playing tag, mm-hmm. playing, just having fun. And you can't like, hey, we're done. I'm like, keep practicing. We're we're yeah. having fun back here. And so, yeah, it's it's the roller coaster. It's the navigating the waters of life. <laughs> right. I think, I don't know. I guess, like, to me, I think it's, uh, as a parent, you have responsibility outside of your kids. Yeah. And I think sometimes that we think we can't wear any other hats besides being a mom in, in those moments or besides being a dad. This is not just moms. This is dads, too. Like, right. you think, okay, well, I have these boys that I have to raise. Uh, so the minute I walk in the door, the only hat I can wear is dad. That's not true. But I feel like when you put on other hats, you still have to keep in mind your children and you have to balance it like i don't know i feel like we are to teach our children and Mm -hmm. i think that we do that very well but i think a lot of times we can we can like be good at really like one thing like yeah wow i'm a really bomb mom but i'm a really terrible wife Mm. like i gave all my energy to my children today and i gave nothing to my spouse that's kind of hard to hear but it's true i mean i feel like if we looked back um on our marriage, what a couple of years ago? Not, nah, maybe more than a couple of years ago. Yeah. We've we've really like developed. Um, what five years ago? If I would have looked back, yeah, around that time, I'd say so. Um, I would have thought I'm a really great mom, mm. but I am an okay wife. Yeah, and it's not because I didn't love you, but it's because every ounce of my energy went to right. my kids, and I thought that's all I could do, or that's all yeah. I had to offer. That by the time you got home. In the best way, I didn't really want anything to do with you. And it wasn't right. like I didn't love you. I wasn't happy to see you. But I was like, I am so burnt out. Don't talk to me. Yeah. And I think that our marriage is so close because we've taken those little moments that we have. Like, right. you don't have to have your kids shipped off for an overnight or right. go away for a weekend to prioritize your spouse. It is in the little moments of in the car when you go to Burger King because you have nothing at home and you just have to rush to get somewhere and then go to your next point or your next destination for the day and you reach over and you hold your spouse's hand. It's in those little things throughout the day that I feel that you unify. I mean, you don't have to just be intimate 24-7 to have a good marriage, okay? Like it's intimacy, yeah, in your day, communication. Right. You know, reaching out to the other person. I think a lot of times we're good at stopping now and just being like, how are you doing? I feel like we talk about our love languages a lot and my my number one's physical touch, my number two is words of affirmation. Right. Yours are acts of service. Yep. And quality time. I almost said gifts, that's probably number three. Right. But acts of service and quality time. And so I feel like we have gotten a lot better over the years of loving each other 
that way mm-hmm. more often than not. Right. And communicating if that changed. I remember what was my number one before? I forget, but it shifted. And I, there was I a think season. That, I think it was quality time, one access service, two. I think it kind of flipped. Right. And then I was like, hello. Um, there was a little while that I think get, gift, receiving gifts was one, number one or two. Right. And I remember being like, he doesn't get me anymore. Um, yeah. And I had to say, like, I think that um, my love language is shifting a little bit. And mm-hmm. I, I think when you almost master a skill in a way, and I hate to be like that, but it's kind of true. Yeah. You kind of sense like a lack in another area. And I uh-huh. think as women, we don't like to communicate that. And so I <laughs> Nobody think. Nobody does. Right. And so I think sometimes it's just like, you got to be like, hey, you're so good at loving me in this way. But I feel like I'm in a season where for whatever, it could be anything. I don't care what it is. It could be your job is demanding in, in this area that's, right. you know, draining you in this. And you need your spouse to step it up in that way. And yep. so I remember going to him like, hey, listen, things are shifting in my life. Okay. And I need <laughs> you to love me right. uh, in this way. And we like we communicated about that. Yep. That changed. And it helps. And so I yeah. think that just communication. But it's funny that you say like our marriage is elevated because if you sat down around a table with married people and you said, OK, let's all put things in a pot and somebody were to pick up. OK, moving with three children, full renovation of a house, ministry, two full time jobs, all right. these things. They be like, I don't want that and put it back in the uh-huh. bowl because they know what that t- tends to right. bring. Yeah. And I feel like it's been nothing but blessing. I feel yeah. like. When you're obedient to the Lord, that does not mean that you're not going to be given a project, okay? But it does mean that in everything you do, you're going to be blessed for it and you're going to see blessing. And I feel like since we've walked through the house, I'm not going to pretend that we haven't had moments where I literally cried thinking, oh my goodness, this is too big for us. Um, Or moments that I was like, Josh, I'm so over this. We made a mistake. Or calling you and be like, babe, I think I'm failing. even yesterday when you came home from, and you know, it's funny, I could tell you were in the presence of the Lord and we never talked about this because it got super <laughs> late at night. And so we're gonna talk about it now. So this is real time conversation, Let's but do it. you had come home. I was so angry. Like yes. I was, I, I just felt so angry and I texted a girlfriend. I literally said, I feel like I'm failing as a mother and I just literally need to run away. Like mm. I, I am drowning and I can feel myself drowning and just Caleb is Caleb and I love him so much, but raising him is very hard. And we joke with grandparents all the time. Like seriously, that kid's really difficult. He just, so if, if you don't know, if we haven't talked about it before, Caleb is our two and a half year old youngest son. We've got three boys, Peter, Zeke, Caleb, and Caleb is two and a half. And I don't, there's not Spitfire. I don't Spitfire is about the only way. And we don't say that the way that the average, I feel like a lot of parents would call that one of their kids a Spitfire. So right. he is so unpredictable and stubborn and stubborn. And he'll say, I want to ride in the black truck with daddy. So I'll get, it's, I have a truck and it's black. So I have a work truck and a black truck. He's always wants to ride in the black truck. So I'll get him and carry him. I want to ride in mommy's van. So then I'll take him back to the van. I want to ride in daddy's black truck. So I'll take him to the black truck. I, and it can be, I want to sit at this seat at the kitchen table. No, I want to sit at that kid. No, I want to sit at this. And he, he just, sometimes it feels like he lives to make our lives difficult. Right. And before somebody <laughs> jumps in the comments and says, well, you just need to not give in to your child or whatever else. Right. Trust me. We don't need advice on that. Okay. Just hear us out. Okay. Yeah. Like 
We get it. I've gotten to the point now where I, he gets to pick twice. And then after that, nope, this is what you said. Right. This is what you get. Right. And any method, like, I can't tell you how many family members are like, he's you, Allie. Like, this is what we did for you. And I'm like, he's worse than me. Like, I remember me as a child, okay? Maybe I, not two. I can't wait to see Brandon's comments in, on the YouTube whenever he watches this. I don't care. And Tanta will watch this because I'm on here. Yes. And she watches you anyways, but and she hi, loves Deanna, you the most. Because I know you're watching because Allie's on it. Yeah. Hi, Deanna. And she knows <laughs> Caleb's. Yeah. Okay, so Caleb's just really hard. Well, my Tanta told me a method. I'm not going to blast it because people have their opinions on parenting and I'm not about right. to just, no. Like, but she gave me this method. She's like, okay, when he does this, do this. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. Got this. Yeah, whatever. I love it. This is going to work. Right. We're going to turn a said, corner. She's like, oh, honey, I do this for all my kids. And, you know, when you were little, you were you were difficult. But I loved we've, you so much. We've been there and seen her do this with her kids. Right. And it works. Yeah. And so I tried it, Okay. When I tell you the reaction was, I like it. I love this. Like he loved the discipline. Yes. And I, and not in like the, okay, I'll listen. No. He was like full on. Thank you. Discipline me again. Please. Right. And I'm like, so I sent a video to my Tanta and I said, oh, look, it didn't work. And so I, I just keep trying to find <laughs> new things that like we can try with him. But just yesterday in particular was just a Caleb day. Yeah. Just Caleb in a mood day yep. and just everything that he could do, he was doing and yeah. Zeke wasn't feeling good. We went on the lake Friday. So Peter was the ear infection the one day or like not even ear infection, but like the water ear yeah. stuff. And then Zeke had it. So he was fussy and yep. whiny. The house was just trashed. It was just one of those days where you didn't touch the house for a couple days. Right. So you're coming in, you're like, okay, there's sawdust everywhere. There's sand everywhere. <laughs> like, I don't even know where my kitchen's at. Like the upstairs, like where's right. our laundry? We don't have underwear. Like just everything <laughs> is piled up. And so I told myself, like we even had a great co conversation about this. I was like, okay, yeah. you go do your stuff. I'll cook, I'll clean. I got the yeah. kids. Like we'll meet in the middle. Right. And, um, boy, was I wrong about how hard it'd be to meet in the middle because <laughs> Caleb was just in one of his moods. And like so much so that after I like talked to him several times, he went upstairs and peed in the dump truck. Like, I'm like, what is happening in my life right now? And you're gone. And then in, while he peed in the dump truck, okay, mind you, you texted me. This is the third time I've heard you tell it. I still. <laughs> and then he says, I didn't do it. Yeah, it was the cat. Who peed in the dump truck? <laughs> like, I know it wasn't me. I know it wasn't your brothers. I know you did this. And he was like, you know, his little Caleb walk. Uh -huh. So anyways, you texted me at the very moment that I found his pee in the dump truck, which you don't know this yet. And you're like, hey, babe, uh, I'll be home around 730. Like, unless that's too late. You say the word, I'll be home in 12 minutes. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no, it's fine. Just behind. Because I didn't want you to know that I was struggling. I felt yeah. like... Our house was like like in this huge war zone at the right. moment. Uh, Zeke at, at the very, like he's waking up from a nap because he fell asleep. I didn't even know he fell asleep. I was downstairs doing laundry. I come right. upstairs. He's sleeping in the hallway because he was tired. So I'm like, buddy, come on. We got to wake up. Like dinner's almost done. Yeah. So I'm waking him up and you know he gets emotional. So he's uh -huh. now crying. I'm looking at pee in a dump truck. You're texting me that you're going to be a couple more hours. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. And so I get downstairs. Everybody gathers on the di dinner table. And I'm like, okay. This is your moment, Allie. Just take a deep breath, and then we're just going to tackle the upstairs, like, once this is all done. Yeah. Shockingly, I had had the downstairs picked up and done. <laughs> and so we had dinner, and Caleb was just a terror through dinner, too. And so I think that in that moment, like, in the best way, I just wanted to, like, strangle the kid. Yeah. But I just, I looked at him, and I was like, buddy, we got to start listening. Right. 
dead in the face. You're rude. And then Brandon and I died laughing. And it wasn't really funny, right. but I think we were just so shocked by his yeah. just demeanor. Like, you're rude. Tell him what happened next. What happened next? When you and Brandon did this. Oh. To try to hide your laughter. Well, you know, as a parent, when you when you know your kid shouldn't be laughing at you or you shouldn't be laughing at your kid and they say something, but you can't help but laugh. You just kind of like hide your face. So we're hiding our face, kind of pretending that we're almost like sad. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you're just so upset with this child, right? Loki, we're laughing, so we're crying, but we're not even audibly laughing, right? Okay, and then Caleb, you look over and he's like, Peekaboo, <laughs> and I'm like, Brandon, like, Brandon is no help in those situations. He because he's not the parent, he just laughs and laughs, yeah, and he laughs. thinks it's the funniest thing. And so, anyways, like, when Josh got home, I could tell that you were in the presence of the Lord. I Fully could tell because I was in such a bad mood. I didn't lash out on you, didn't say anything. But I remember you made a comment about, and it was a loving comment, but I could just tell you were just full of this, like just this peace. And I'm like, yeah, it must be nice. I was <laughs> not in the presence of the Lord. I didn't even get to listen to my AirPod music. I didn't even get to worship him. Like I am fully the opposite. And I could just tell that you were just in that, just in that intimacy with the Lord. Mm. And it was just raiding it off, like raiding it off for you and stuff. And I was just like, okay. Well, you made a comment coming up the stairs. You're like, well, what can I do for you? And I'm like, I don't know. You passed like three things you could have brought upstairs. It's not rocket science. And You didn't say that, though. No, I think I did. You, I said, just don't, you said it in your mind. You said just just pick something is what you said. I said that? Yeah. I promise you I said what I thought. Because we were in our, well, this is when we were in our bedroom. And I said, I said, hey, like, what can I do to help you? And you said, just pick something and do it. I thought what I said though what, right now. I literally thought it's not rocket science. You passed three baskets. You could have brought it upstairs, and because I was just <laughs> such a bad mood. <laughs> and I promise you, I said that out loud. That's I must funny. have thought it so loudly because I believe it to be true. That's hilarious. Um, but your response was just like just so loving, and you just went downstairs and you came up and did it. And life isn't perfect, but no. I feel like <laughs> parenting's hard, and then keeping your marriage. Right. In a good spot. Like, here's the thing. The day's going to come where we look back at this podcast or look back at stories or pictures of Caleb uh-huh. and his glory. And we see the man of God he is that the Lord hasn't right. come before that. And he's going to be fierce. I know it. He, yes. He's going to be used. And all our kids will be. But he's just going to be used fiercely. God gave yeah. him that boldness for a reason. And right. I know that it's hard to raise, but I'm, I'm just trying to disciple him and not like harm that right but i'm like okay god you gotta quit me in these moments because i feel like you gave me this son i don't want to fail i don't want to not disciple him properly right. but like i need your help we got to teach him how to biblically harness his fierceness right yeah right but yeah that day in particular i just right yesterday i just laughed in my mind because i'm like yeah. yeah you could just tell that you were in that presence of the lord and you came home and you were just very loving and helpful <laughs> but i just wanted to hurt everybody around me and be like yeah. don't even talk to me i just want to go to bed but yeah I, that's one of the biggest things for me here recently over the last probably year or so i feel like um that the period you were talking about like five years ago i feel like since then we've slowly gotten better and better and, and maybe stumbled back a little bit but then picked right. It right back up and kept going um but over the, like the last six months of the year i that's one of the biggest things that i've noticed in our marriage is before, if I had to go do something or help somebody, a lot of the times I would feel 
not that you were mad at me for helping somebody, right? But I could tell that you weren't f- always fully behind it right. because you needed me at home, right? Where now, and I don't really know how to explain it. You might be able to explain better your side, like your intent in doing it. Um, but I, whenever I come here to the church to either work on a sermon or record a podcast or just my regular stuff, I genuinely never feel guilty about it because there's not you never made me feel guilty but it was just a natural like okay i know that i i feel and sense and understand that she would rather me not do this but i know i have to so there would be a guilt that would come in because of me not because of you and i don't feel that anymore (laughs) there i just feel a genuine like love and support like you don't just say oh yeah you know yeah just go do your crap it's like no you need to get we argued yesterday it wasn't a real argument uh, or Friday because I wanted to work on the kitchen island and you're like, no, it's Friday. This is your day. Like, go do your stuff. You need to go do your stuff. Right. I mean, you need to get this done. And that's the point in our marriage we've gotten to now where we go back and forth on, I want to bless you. No, I want to bless you. Right. And not in like an arrogant, like we're, you know, trying right. to showy way. It's a genuine, I want you to go to the church and get your stuff done. I know that you're working on the kitchen island for me because I asked for this because I wanted right. this. And I want you to do what you need to do. And mine was, no, I want to get this done. I had right. this plan. I was thinking about this. I wanted to do this for you. And to me, that's the one of the keys that we learned earlier on in my marriage. But it's just it's becoming natural at this point. Right. And I think that's what unconditional love really looks like. Right. Because I, I tend to like almost feel guilty when... I see you putting my needs above yours. <laughs> and I'm like, no, because I think that's the mothering part. And I think right. that's actually where women become dangerous to themselves. Mm. I think that so many times we will tell our spouse and I don't know, maybe somebody needs to hear this and this could be applied to dating or whatever. Um, but you can, you can tell your spouse really marriage though, because when you get to this point in your marriage, it just looks different. Yeah. But you tell your spouse, Hey, I need this from you. And then when they go to do it, you like push them back. Mm. And, I'm not saying we we do that. Like I I know we we like play bigger back and forth, but right. like before I used to do that, and I didn't realize I was actually hurting myself because I was refusing the love that I asked for. <laughs> because it's the mothering thing. We we yeah. give of ourselves before right. anything else, and yep. and that's how God made us. And I I truly believe that mothers are just we are just awesome. Like moms are awesome. <laughs> moms are awesome. And so are dads, but moms are really awesome too. And I feel like we have an ability to love so strongly yes. that it outshines anything like that we ever want right. or need. Like we will give everything to everybody around us in our home. Like that, I'm talking about anybody under your roof or in your boat. You yeah. give everything to, you will give your life jacket away right. because that's just that's just how we are. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of times as women, we can tell our spouse we need something and then it's like, well, I can't receive it. Or you you get so trapped in that guilt that you were talking about uh-huh. that you you almost can't even enjoy your enjoy what your husband's doing or enjoy that he's doing this for you. And in the back of your mind, you're painting this script of, well, he doesn't really want to do this, but he's doing this for me because I maybe I maybe I said too much or right. whatever. But Friday was just an awesome day. Yeah. Like we, we bicker back and forth, play bickering. I it's not even, We didn't argue, but right. it was just like, hey, why don't you go do your stuff? Because yeah. I care about you. No, I'm going to do this because I care about you. And then you ended up finishing a project, and then we went boating with the kids and friends. And it was such a fun day. But then yeah. because we did fill our cups up, I mean, we both loved each other. Right. And we loved our children. Yeah. Then the next day, I feel like we had a 
very busy but productive productive right. day. I yeah. mean, everything that we would have had accomplished on Friday got accomplished on Saturday, plus some. And if we would have done it Friday, I'm. I'm telling you, I think Saturday would have even been crazier because, yeah, you would have got some stuff done, right. but then we would have had no family time, and that cup's not full. Yeah. So I feel like that's what I'm talking about, the balance. You yes. you can eliminate fun all you want, right. but then everything you do is going to feel like a chore, it's going to feel like a headache, and it's going to take yeah. you three times the amount of time. Let the sand come in your house. I know yeah. you don't like sand, but it's just like, let it be in your house. Go to the pool with your kids. Right. Let them eat all the snacks. Try to manage behaviors in your home in that boat. I don't have an answer for you other than pray uh, yeah. a, lot a lot and f- try to fill your cup up. I, I literally will listen to AirPod. Like I will put my AirPods in my ear and I will listen to worship music yep. while doing laundry or something because that's like the the moment that I get right. just that intimate time where it's just like there's no noise in the background. Yeah. But just do the things. Like I think balance is what you just said. And I... That sounds so cliche to say like, oh, the key to happy marriage is balance. That's true though. But it is, it's so true. And it's not true the way that I think most people see it because one perfect example, the reason that I feel, don't feel that internal guilt about doing the things that I need to do now is because we have gotten balanced. So like right. on a, like a day like yesterday, you are a talker and I don't mean that you just double yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you <laughs> like to converse about things. Right. You like to talk, have a conversation, right. share ideas, flesh everything out. I am not a talker. I'm a sit and I'm a mm-hmm. thinker. Right. So I like to sit in silence and not talk to anybody and just think about things. Or if it's if I thought enough for the day, I like to shut my mind off and only think about boring things that actually don't matter in my life whatsoever. Right. Like I, that's just how it is. And I feel like we've come to a really good balance in that where you like to talk about things so much that you used to. It was a constant text conversation. Right. And then I got home and then it was an in-person conversation. And that that doesn't work in, in my brain. <laughs> and so we've gotten a really good, you've gotten better about, and this I'm not saying like you've I fixed you or that you've solved our problems or whatever. I don't say, I want to say you got better. I don't want to sound bad or people think I'm being misogynistic or whatever. I but, trained you. Yeah. I feel like from the, my point of view from receiving, things have gotten better about I want and I need to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it when it makes the most sense. Right. And I've gotten better about I don't want to talk about anything, but I need to talk to her about these things. Right. And Well, and to break that down just before we get too far ahead of your point, <laughs> because I know people are going to be like, what are they talking about? Yeah. You're referencing to my understanding of like if there's a problem or if I need something, not even just a problem, but just in general, like, if I were to text you about, hey, I need these pictures hung up. Well, you're in the middle of a meeting at work or whatever. Right. And then when you get home, it's like, I say, hey, I need this. And we're in the middle of dinner. Instead, I just find like, okay, hey, the kids are in bed. I need this hung up. Right. Just like, that's what we're yes. referencing here. Or like, hey, if you want to have a conversation that's, you know, deep, do it when you're together. Because yeah. unless you're traveling or you, your husband's a truck driver. Right. Call. Yes. We get that. Right. It looks different for everybody. That The reference of you said, everybody's ocean looks different. Right. That applies yeah. to this conversation. You have to find the balance in your ocean. Right. What, for some people, some some men might rather have their wife call them right. and tell them about it over the phone and then just do whatever, the, do their thing when they get home. Right. I would rather be focused on what I'm doing outside the home so that way I can be fully present in the home. Right. That's, that's my, I have a weird brain. And so wherever I'm at is where I'm at, basically. Right. There's a saying, you know, be where your feet are. That is me to a T. 
right. I'm in every moment and it drives you crazy because you're like, hey, what'd you guys talk about? I'm like, ah, fuck. Yes. Couldn't tell you because that's how my, I am. Women, I'm getting all excited now. Women are like that, not yeah. just me. Well, and you guys know what I'm talking about when your husband gets home and you're like, hey, yeah. what did you and so and so talk about? Oh, I don't know. You were gone for five hours and you have no idea what you talked about. Jake and I'll go play golf for two or two, three hours. Oh, what'd you guys talk about? Uh, you know, it's life. Yeah. And we, if Chelsea and I go, i like, oh my goodness, we had the best conversation about parenting yeah. and like, we you, kind of bounce this idea off one another. You have the ability <laughs> to replay verbatim the conversation that you had. Right. And I struggle to remember the topic. And it's not because but, you don't care. Right. It's just because you're in that moment. And like, obviously, like if you talk about like a life skill yeah you remember those things when that life skill needs to be applied and i i think and again this is a generalization this is not i'm not trying i'm not sexist or anything like that Mm. so it's not going to sound the way that it sounds or it's not going to be the way it sounds men are thinkers and women are feelers right and so when i feel something i remember it better it 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 lasts in my memory the trip to chicago and we're catching a ball with alex's glove right i will never forget that moment for the rest of my life because i felt in that moment right where a lot of times throughout the day i'm just thinking and not feeling right so things don't stick as much or women feel literally everything right and so everything sticks and so i think that that um, I, I think it's also true that like men are literal and women are emotional. Again, generally speaking, right. where you f- you feel everything, you process with emotions, and men are just like, okay, taking the facts, seeing right. what's going on. And not every man is that. Some men are are emotional feelers as well, and some women are logical thinkers and stuff like that. Everything crosses over. And I'm not saying women aren't logical. I'm not <clears> saying <throat> men have no feelings. But I feel like we've, wherever you and I fall on those respective spectrums, I feel like we have had a good agreement and balance and understanding for the other person where, and like we're talking about, like being able to put each other's needs and feelings and stuff ahead where I think about, okay, like I know she's going to, I need to talk to her tonight. Hey, what what list of projects do you got? Right. You know, what's in order here? What's the order of importance? What do you want done first? That kind of thing where I would normally just like, okay, this is easy to do. I'll just do it first. Right. And we're not saying by any means that we've mastered marriage because oh, no. we, we constantly grow, um, which is why we say, man, we feel like we've right. grown so much in just a year. And yeah. they would look back at this podcast and be like, that's funny because you said uh-huh. your marriage is great. Yeah, and it's now even greater right. um, because you you can only continue to grow right. together. That's just the like, beautiful thing about th- doing things with the Lord is he right. takes you from That's glory to glory to glory. To I was literally about to say it's your relationship with the Lord. Yes. You just continue to grow and you continue to learn and you continue yeah. to, to be discipled. And yeah. um, so it's same with your marriage. But like I lost tra- my train of thought, but I was going to say something and then I interrupted you. It's OK. My mind went somewhere and now. It went. That was my fault. That's I apologize. Okay. No, I interrupt you all the time because I'm like, wait a minute. Don't lose well, it. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, man, what was I going to say? It was something. Uh, we're not masters on marriage. And people will see this look back and that's funny because you keep growing. <laughs> this is such a real moment in life right now. I know. That you try to remember your, remind your spouse like what you were saying. Right. I told you guys I need caffeine. Yeah. And I'm. I've gotten better at this whole like regurgitating the last 30 seconds of the conversation because I used to be like, huh? I'm, uh. It's okay. I can think back. That's okay. I'm tired. I, I know. Yeah. No, I feel you. We've been going for over 40 minutes, so it's longer than I 
had anticipated. Yeah, I feel kind of bad because I'm like, what are we talking about? Just navigating life the waters and of marriage, life. and um, I don't know. I I do genuinely feel that if you are, this is what I was gonna say. See, came well, back to me. Don't say things, and it's gonna. Maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know when we talked about just like the enemy, like trying to cripple you with fear and and. He tries to get back in moments and you actually brought that up in your sermon today about how the enemy will use mm. anything, even in a promise God gives you, like the enemy will try to come in in those moments, which is what he's good at. Um, but even in your marriage, I feel like he tends to do that in an argument that you might have like, and I'm talking about like a stronghold right. in your marriage. And by yeah. stronghold, I mean like something that truly took captive, yes. like captivated a moment in your marriage or a season in your marriage. Like that's what I mean by stronghold. And we every every couple has them like we yep. we've all gone through and we've all conquered them uh giants per se whatever right. you, whatever reference you want to give that yeah. but i feel like whatever stronghold we had in our marriage i actually remember this even just on the way to the chicago trip we got an argument and <laughs> it what and it was every just, time we go to chicago you're mad at me <laughs> At least a start. <laughs> Anyways, so we went to Chicago and we had just one of those arguments that had the same tendencies that previous arguments, yep. you know, five years ago in our marriage would have had and it would have just dwelled and dwelled yeah. and dwelled and just negatively just left its mark in a lot of areas of just our life for months and months and months. And I remember we talked about it and you know we both apologized we forgave each other we we talked about it after the fact and all of those things and you and i both even said you know i i you know in that moment it's almost like a fear of well is our marriage going back to what it was right and i think a lot of times when you're in that spot where it's like no we conquered this and then it tries to surface uh-huh. You can convince yourself. You could literally have not had the that issue for five years or an argument like that in five years, and then it comes and it surfaces, and you can say, "Great, we're back to square one. This yeah. marriage sucks." <laughs> and it's like that's not at all true. But right. I I think I want to say that just because like marriage isn't perfect. No right. matter how you grow together, you're together. You are raising a family. Right. You better believe you're going to have arguments. You better believe you're going to be stressed and. You better believe that something that your wife might do for you that's loving or your husband might do that for you that's loving, right. they're going to come home and they're going to bring baggage into the house that they shouldn't yeah. and vice versa. And there's going to be moments where we are less than glorious in that right. in that day. And we just got to remind ourselves like that's yeah, it's life. Right. It does not define your marriage. It does not. Yeah. Now, if you allow it to control or like, you know leave those imprints on your your yeah. marriage and that that's when it becomes strangling but right. i i did want to say like you know we did argue so just because we're saying right that we have a great marriage which we do um we're gonna be the first to say oh yeah on a trip that winded up being amazing right the beginning of it did you think it was gonna go that way no and the old you know right. five year ago our mindset, it would have tainted the whole trip and we would have not enjoyed right. barely any moment yeah. of that trip. But yet we came together. So right. it doesn't mean that just because we say that our marriage is strong, because it is, I feel like we could withstand a lot of things. Yeah. Doesn't mean that we don't feel the winds of things. Right. But exactly. I think it's just learning, you know. Learning each other and having that foundation of, I think, I think the reason that a lot of marriages 
have big problems and end up failing, which, I mean, half of marriages end up in divorce nowadays, unfortunately. I don't think that the the two individuals ever get to a place where they have a genuine foundation of trust for one another. Right. And I think that that's one of the biggest things. Uh, I genuinely don't think that we ha- that we fully trusted each other like that for the first few years of our marriage. Um, but I think that that's been one of the biggest breakthroughs right. for us is going through horrible seasons, going through tough times, going through frustrations with each other and other people right. and family and realizing that the last people we would ever would have guessed stabbed us in the back or screwed us over or completely changed or pulled a fast one. And when the dust settles, we're always, you and I are still there. And I think having that, I think that that level of trust, achieving that level of right. trust with one another is what has kind of been the the foundation of the growth that we've seen right. recently. Right, it's so and there's true. And no, there's no formula to get that. No, I, I think life is the formula. Yeah, life. You have to, and it sounds kind of weird. It's unconditional love is what you're talking about. You right. have to commit to loving somebody fully, no matter what, even if you don't fully trust them. Right. And as you, as they do the same, and it's reciprocated back and forth, that trust builds and builds and builds and builds. Right. I think it's the same. Like, yeah, you trust your family, you trust your parents. Or when you, when I grew up, my dad always said, you know, yeah, you'll have friends, but they'll come and go. Families for life. You know, right. brothers and sisters, they're your blood, they're life. Yeah. And it's true. But then when you get married, you're like, yeah, but are you really here for the long haul? Right. If if this show that's ugly head, are you really here? And I promise you, I and this is true for every marriage. I, I can hundred percent like confidently say this: it is in your greatest struggle and your greatest loss that you will grow and strengthen your marriage. Yep. It sucks. L- loss yeah. sucks. Struggle sucks. Yep. But in those moments, I mean, I we were already doing really well, but then when we had that storm come through of mm-hmm. my mom passing away, that was a huge loss. I had to navigate yeah. so much in that moment with a one month old right. and going through it, like just recover, just recovering. Right. And then having something like so devastating come through like right. that and knowing like, okay, like I've got my husband right. and just knowing like we were there for each other. But in those moments that was, it was hard. Like it, it was, yeah. it was like drowning and, uh, then when you lost Alex, it was just, you can't explain it. Like yeah. you, you can't explain it, but it's mm-hmm. like when you know that your spouse is there, no matter what it looks like, no matter how long it takes for you to heal. And there's just no pressure on that. And it's like, you go do what you need. Yeah. I'm here. Like, let's talk about this. I want to be with you. But like, if right. you need to go sit on Brenda's couch for three nights, you go do that. Uh-huh. Like whatever that looks like, I think you, figure out your people in life's right. hardest moments and yeah. and same with like friendships like trust me my closest friends today never ever would i have thought it would be these people and it's <sighs> yeah, not because real. i didn't love them or whatever but right. i never thought that if fire came down those are the, gonna be the people that were standing by me yeah i would have bet money that my bridesmaids would be the one you know what i'm saying like uh-huh. when you even look back at your wedding you're like right what yeah like half of these people we don't talk to anymore why it's true but it's it it's true and there's no judgment i'm not upset about any of that but it's just when push comes to shove you really notice who your people are and i think that yeah i just yeah i agree with you i think that life can throw you a lot of curveballs but you got to make sure that 
you're coming together in unity at the end of the day. And right. I actually had a conversation. I want to briefly mention this. It has nothing to do with marriage, but um, I talked to somebody today and they were talking to me about why they broke it off with somebody. And two things come to mind. One was my conversation with somebody that I'm not going to mention, but will know mm-hmm. um, if they watch this. And I said, nope, can't, can't be with that person. Can't yeah. be with that individual. Right. Off of one statement and one statement alone. Well, they're not a believer. Okay. Well, Yep. Done. You can Next. you can be friends, <laughs> but right. Period. I, yeah. There's, and I'm not going to take time to explain that. But I was like, there's no right. There's no conversation after that. Like, no. okay, great. That's not the one. Uh-huh. Let's move forward. But then I was talking to somebody today, and they told me that they you know broke off their relationship because um, the other side didn't want to you know, get married and mm. this I did want to, you know, be married and have a family. And, yeah. you know, before you say, oh, it's it's definitely the woman. No, it looks different in every situation. But this individual that came to me was just like, I want to be a, like, I want to have a family. I want to, you know, do all these things. And they didn't want that. Their yeah. relationship was great. No hard feelings. It was right. one thing that was a splitting factor for it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, though? Good for you for yes. knowing that about yourself yes. because we asked each other hard questions. Uh-huh. I, I remember being like, this man's going to leave me because I'm giving every red flag. You know how men <laughs> will like, seriously, like in high school, I I remember like all the guys getting together and talking, all the women getting together and talking and the, the women were like, okay, if you want so-and-so on the football team like you, don't ask them these questions. They'll think you're needy or pushy or whatever. Like it's a red flag if you ask these questions. If you ask like, do you want to be a husband? And I was like, these losers aren't for me because I, I'm not about to waste my time. And no. I remember like one of our first conversations, I was like, do you want to be a dad? Do you want to be a husband? Right. What does that look like for you? Uh-huh. Like It was almost like I was interviewing you. And I didn't yeah. mean it in that way. But it was just, these are like, I want to be a wife. I want to be a mom. I want to raise my children. And if you don't want those things, no harm done. But right. I don't want to fall in love with somebody and then yeah. have to break it off because right. of this. And you know, those aligns. But I remember prior to, you know, meeting you and stuff and moving here, I was in a relationship and I asked the guy, I said, do you want to be a husband? Do you want to have kids? Oh, I want to get married, but I don't want kids. Okay. See ya. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the guy. He, super sweet, polite, respectful. Didn't want kids. Yeah. Well, that's a deal breaker for me. And maybe, maybe one day that, that guy will have kids with somebody, but it wasn't going to be with me because right. I knew that I wanted that not at that moment, right. but I wanted that. And I wasn't going to risk right. being in a relationship for yeah. nine years. And then, well, mm. you still don't want kids? Well, great. I wasted nine years of my life. Exactly. And now I'm miserable. Yeah. So even just things like that, I Thanks just... Thanks for being honest, bro. Whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> but just things like that, though. Like, yeah. I think that it's great to talk about those things if you're not married. Right. Listen, before you marry somebody and even go through life, okay? Yeah. Make sure it's the one. Like, pray about it first. Ask the questions. Yes. I think I've said that on every podcast. Ask the questions, but it's so true. Like, Ask every question that you can possibly think of and then ask four more. Right. And if a guy can't handle that, bye. And if vice versa, if you're at, and I think it's how you approach it, but if if you're a gentleman and and you go up to a woman and you're like, hey, do you want to have kids with me today? 
yeah, she's probably not going to come back to talk to you. Probably not. But if if you probably express the desire on your heart to be a father and to right. be a husband, and these yeah. are callings that God has given me, right. because those are callings, like yes. contrary to belief, I knew God called me to be a mother. Right. And I'm so thankful that I know that because yeah. on the days where I'm like, oh my goodness. When Caleb pees in a dump truck. Right. I go back <laughs> to this is, this is what I prayed. Right. I remember as a child praying mm-hmm. for my children. Me too. I was nine years old and I vividly remember having a conversation with Lindsay. And I said, Lindsay, I just want to be a mom. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I mean, maybe I want to be a mom too, you know, but we were so opposite. And she's like, we're nine. Like, why are you talking about being a mom? I'm like, I just know that I just want to be a mom. Like yeah. always was my heart. And so then Brandon was my real life baby, but, right. um, and I raised him too, but like, <laughs> <laughs> which is why we're so close, but yeah. you know, ask the questions, make sure you pray about everything. But yep. I feel like life is crazy. No matter where you're at in life, single, married, 100%. engaged, dating, yes. It's crazy. And I feel like if you are alone and you don't have a spouse, you can absolutely have the same peace. Right. You just go to Jesus. And we should exactly. all be doing that regardless of, exactly. of what season yep. we're in. That's what I was going to say next. But seek him first. If you're not seeking yep. the Lord first, none of what we said is ever going to apply to you. No. You're going to have just misery because you're not right. having your your foundations, Christ. Everything under that. Yes is is secondary the the key is following christ seeking him and learning exactly what the verse means when it says that christ did not come to be served but to serve right and when you understand that being christ-like is being servant-like and whenever being uh, the leader of your home is serving your home and being a good mom is serving your kids and being a good boss is serving your employees everything we have issues when we when we turn to pride, and we have success when we turn to service. Right, and that's that's as basic and simple as I can make it. Marriage, parenthood, friendships, any dating relationship, work, professional relationship. If you serve other people well, you will do well in life. Right, in whatever arena that's in, and whatever ocean you're on. Right, if you serve your crewmates. We go with the analogy again. That's okay. You'll be good to go. Right. I think on some podcasts when you talk about, I seriously at that funeral, um, which is so weird because you don't think you would take something from a funeral, like from the message part. Right. But I, I mean, I just try to tell myself like, you know, I don't care how long this funeral goes. Like, yeah, I don't care how short or how long this is their goodbye to their family. And I think you can, you, when you really sit back and you listen to people share about the life, I didn't know the, the gentleman, but I was there for obviously somebody else that I care for and and love. And so I was there, I support to her, but, uh, you know, when the, when one of the brothers came up and shared this, you know, the guy that passed away, um, he had had cancer in his life and mm. all these things and just, but he was a pastor for so long and just like, it was actually very beautiful to sit there and, yeah. and to just hear about this man's life. And I, I mean, I was literally just digesting it all and like absorbing all the information because I didn't know him. I never had the privilege to sit under his like pastorship or I right. wasn't a child to him or I wasn't a friend at, yeah. like to him or whatever. And so, and by the time I knew this person who lost her dad, he already had Alzheimer's. And so you, I yeah. never knew right. the version that they were sharing on yeah. and stuff. And one of the things he was talking about was when his father got cancer mm. and he brought up a beautiful scripture about how, um, and I, I wish I remember what, which one he referenced exactly, but it was talking about how we are 
like we would give God glory for everything in our bodies, the good, the bad, all of it, mm-hmm. and how God wastes nothing. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful because I was sitting there thinking like, there are so many people that I know, and this is so off topic, but I, I just, we need to talk about this on a podcast. Like just, you know, when you hear people say like, well, why me? Mm-hmm. Why my family? Why did I lose my husband yeah. to this? Why did I lose my wife to this? Yeah. Why did I lose my mom? Why all these things? And this one scripture, I feel like there were so many he shared, but this one scripture summed it all up for me. And the way they shared about this man's life truly, and I, I texted her, I said, You're, the service was so beautiful, and I don't think she realizes how beautiful it really was. <laughs> um, I think maybe that she just thinks it's like a formality that somebody would say that. Right. Um, like, oh yeah, thank you. Like it, She responded really well, but like it was just... I think people just say that, but it was a beautiful honor to the man mm. who's now in glory, Right. but they honored him in a beautiful way. And just his life had such purpose. And I just, when they were talking about his journey with cancer and just how he gave glory to God, even, and he was mm. healed from it, like God healed him from it. But even when he didn't know it, he gave God glory in yeah. every moment. And I think, I think that would be a powerful podcast to really dig deep into scripture and mm. apply that and not to share like a moving story that right. would make you emotional, but really pull out scripture because that's yeah. truth. We can all share stories. We can all share testimonies, but going to the scripture, applying it to our life and seeking the truth. Right. I think that would be a powerful podcast to, to come on and really dig deep into scripture. It might be boring to some people, but Sign I think, up. yeah, I think really pulling scripture from the bible i love talking i love talking about life i love talking about our kids and our marriage but i would like to pull some scripture and talk about i'm so down yeah just talk about that and apply it like sometimes i read scripture i'm like what does that even mean but i'm like that's what that means yeah like that's how we apply that like the good the bad that's how we apply that and your sermon today i think it woke a lot of people up like you pulled scripture and you were like and Mm. this is what this means this is not condemning we can read that and we can be so confused but it's like when you break it down it makes so much sense and so i feel like you know whether i come with scripture or you come with scripture, we both do and some questions on like hey josh like how did you apply this in your life or how would you apply i think that'd be just a fun conversation deep conversation about how to apply truth from the word into our life heck yeah so, so type that in your phone while I'm telling these people bye. No, I can't. My phone's over there. Oh, okay. Are we getting ice cream after this? Yeah. Okay, we're getting ice cream. So I love that idea though that that podcast. Mm. So we'll I'll type that in my notes here when we're finished. So am I still your favorite guest or is Pastor Daryl? Oh, Pastor Daryl, Brother James. Debating. I think you sneaked snuck it out just barely. I don't know. I saw you and Pastor Daryl laughing a bunch, and I'm like, oh. Mm. We did have a good time. I'll have Mr. Pastor Daryl. He's awesome. Yeah, well, he better watch to this moment right now and call out his wife and say that we should all do the f- a- Yes, the four of us need to get together for sure. Yeah. And t- today, shout out Pastor Daryl. Today was their first uh, church service for yep. Destination Church that they just launched. Today, they had a service at the park in Charleston. So, yeah. congratulations. And he has social media, too. I don't. I don't know how to like plug oh, yeah. that, but he's a he's a funny guy, yeah, but he shares awesome. some good solid truth. And it, I'll do my best to put the link to his YouTube channel in the description yeah. again. He's, I know if you, he's pretty legit. If you watch, he and I, I think did episode thirty one together. Right. So if you watch episode thirty one or thirty two, those should both has hit both have his 
YouTube link in the description of the video. Right. I believe I'm pretty sure I had it in there for two weeks in a row. Uh, and I'll try to add it to this too. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> but yes, you're my favorite. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, none of those other guests are going to rub my back when we get home. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say something <laughs> so different. I'm thinking, okay, well. <laughs> you told me we're not allowed to talk about that on here. Yeah, well. I just, anyways. <laughs> so we're going to go get some ice cream on our way to get our children. Because Mama and Papa got to leave in an hour. So that gives us plenty of time to do that. Thank you guys for watching, especially, like Allie just said, if you got to this point in the video, uh, make sure that you like this video, subscribe and turn on the notifications if you have not done that. If you want to help support what uh, God is doing through the Preach That podcast and our ministry here as a couple, um, you can go to Patreon. The link is in the description of this video and all my other videos. It's five bucks a month. It's super cheap, and you can support what he's doing here. There's other levels. of uh, There's diff, three different options that have different perks and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can also go to the merch store, which I still, I need to buy some stuff. to make I sure. can't believe you have it. Well, I keep forgetting to talk to you about it. I told you to buy it. Okay, I'll buy some when we're done. Okay. <laughs> but um, go to the merch store. There's hats, T-shirts, hoodies on there. Uh, it's a limited limited quantity of things and designs currently, um, but hopefully I'll be able to keep expanding that um, as things start to sell. It's made and print to, printed to order, so it's going to take probably a couple weeks to get to you. So be patient. Yes, yeah, so be patient, but hopefully it's worth it. We're going to find out. Um, I'm going to order some stuff, and if it's trash, I'll let you know so you don't spend your money on it, and I'll find a different platform to make the stuff for us. Right. So, okay. So, don't go buy it right now. Subscribe to Patreon, I guess, because we'll yes. order it in, on the next podcast. You can say I'll, if it's legit. I'll rock it. Okay. If it's good. Right. We got stuff from for our church from there before, and- I thought it was good quality. There was one thing that didn't work out well that was not good, but I think it was just a fluke because other like t-shirts that right. were the same were fine. Right. Um. And so, but yeah, the hoodie that we got from there was super comfy. Right. The t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt, super comfy. Um, Women are, it's harder. Girl, I'm telling you. You know your favorite t-shirts? Yeah. The comfort colors? Mm -hmm. That's what these are. Well, that's great. But I'm saying. I specifically pick comfort colors because they're balling. I'm order one too because I'm telling you, women are pickier and the fit matters. So. It, uh, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. This is really not a plug. We're just, uh, this is just a natural. This is just a conversation. Right. So don't order it, I guess, quite yet. But okay, listen, sorry, don't, don't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't no, ordered it. I, I, didn't... I give the caveat every time that I haven't bought anything. So order at your own risk until I endorse this particular platform that I'm using. Right. Okay. So we'll order and then. So we're gonna get off of here. We're gonna get our children first. Okay. Oh, no, we're gonna get ice cream first. Ice then... cream, children, order. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys for watching so much. Um, thank you for having this idea to do this together. Yeah. I appreciate it. I love you. Love you too. I have fun with you. Um, keep being nice to me and everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're always nice to me for the most part. Um, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. So thank you guys so much. Please share this if you would like to. Uh, so all those links are also in the link tree in the description. If you go to the one that says link tree dot slash whatever it is, Pastor Josh MC, something like that, it'll have all of those. So one-stop shop, it's got TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Patreon, and the merch all in the one link. So that's the easiest way to do it. But there will be some other individual links in there as well. So with that being said, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. For joining me. <laughs> and thank you, ma'ams and sirs that watch this. Uh, we appreciate you guys. 
um, like I said last time, if one person watches this and it inspires them, encourages them, uplifts them to make a difference in their marriage or their relationship with their kids, then it's worth it. I'm cool with it. Amen. But share it so thousands of people do. (laughs) We love you guys. We'll see you on the next one.